0: Why don't you be seated for a a minute? Or two, I don't know. Let me just... uh, Let me just share for a minute, or two, or three. And then we'll see what happens next. About that that subject. You know, uh, at, at some point... If you're a believer, um, at some point you have to, I say you have to, it's designed this way, you're supposed to move on from being a receiver to being a giver, right? I mean, the first thing we do in a relationship with God is to receive. You don't start off with anything really to offer Him, (laughs) You mean, I mean, separated, lost, sinful, right? He gives to us and we're saved. And then even from there, I mean, you can start to give right away, but uh, even, th- even from there, you know, a person gets saved, their spirit's made alive, their mind is completely funky still, right? We have a lot of wrong thoughts, even though our spirits are made alive in Christ, and so there's still a lot of receiving that has to go on. And that really doesn't end. You don't get to a point where, you know, you, you know everything and you stop eating spiritually. Uh, we continue to receive. But at some point in there, you want to be a giver. I'm not just talking about giving money. I'm talking about being a giver in the, in the broader sense of that word. And, and, and if you don't do that, you know, the, the, the picture I often get is the swamp, you know, it's got water coming in and no water going out. It just sits there and stagnates. And and uh, you know anybody like that? They're kind of swampy. <laughs> got some hands raised. Uh, I'm not talking about Washington. I'm just, uh, 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 I'm just talking about people who are on the receiving end, but they don't have a they have a flow to them, but not through them. At some point, you want to not only be a member, you also want to be a minister, right? That's for all believers. All believers are called, you know, the language uh, that Peter used at the beautiful gate. He said, such as I have, give I you. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. And there's always got to be that process of of receiving and giving and giving and receiving and let that be a cycle perpetually in, in life and, uh, and, and like, like I said before, it's not uh, limited to, it's not just about giving, you know, giving and receiving in the financial realm, okay? We can all participate and should participate in that. Uh, but, but these things also move into, uh, let, me, let, me, let me expound further. I'm not t- saying this is limited to praying for people, you know, praying, I pray for you, you pray for me. It's not limited to being nice. I'm nice to you, you're nice to me. You know, we're both giving and... All those are true. We, we show love and we receive love and we give love. But sometimes people will exclude themselves or disqualify themselves in their own mind from some of the greater works of God. And they'll relegate... Uh, in certain parts of the body of Christ, they relegate it all to Jesus or the early church apostles... And uh, and if they've moved beyond that, you know, preschool level, then they'll 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 graduate to second grade, and and they'll relegate it all to ministers. What I mean, ministers in the in the in the clergy sense, right? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. They do they get they're the ones that have gifts of the spirit. They are the ones that have you know power in their, you know, that flows through them. And but I'm just a regular dude, and so. Best I can do, he's given the offering. <laughs> Best I can do, you know, is, is be, be, be nice to people. Well, I don't see scriptures that, that, that leave these things out from the average individual. All the things that God does, that, that he can do, that he does do, they all have the potential to flow through you. I don't mean we all have the same calling there are some unique factors to each and every one of us. Yet there are some commonalities that should exist amongst all people in Christ's body. Okay, and 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 that goes to um, that goes to things like miracles and 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 gifts of the spirit and even prophecies and uh, definitely healings and, and that type of stuff. And, and but. If you, if you accept that conceptually, I, I hope you do. I mean, not that I've made a huge case for it so far, but if you can accept that principally as, as the potential of your life, uh, then we can move to the next step, and that is, how do I get these things moving? How, how do I activate? How, how do I operate in those types of things where God moves through me in more than just going to church and worshiping, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, worshiping God and serving on a team and and just doing some of those things. How can I be used in in greater things? Okay, for example, Jesus said uh, over there in uh, John chapter 14, the works that I do shall you do also and greater works than these because I go to my Father. If you, read, if you continue on to read that passage, you'll find that him going to the Father was in essence him trading places with the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm leaving. He was in that time stuck in a corporal form. One place, one time, limited in his, in his ministry. But he was leaving and then the Spirit of God occupying all space would fill all believers and because of that reality of the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit, now uh, the work of Jesus could be magnified and multiplied many times over. Because now you have people all over doing the same things that he did. Why? Because it came, from the, it came from the same source. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. So if then that is the Lord's will, and it is, and if every person can do those types of things, and they can Then the question goes to, okay, if I'm not seeing it or not seeing it very much, how can I increase it? How can I see these things happen more in my life and see, you know, greater things, see the works of Jesus and greater? How can I do that? And, and, And so one of the things that has helped me in this regard is to intentionally be mindful of what's in me. Okay, and I'm not talking about what I had for lunch. I'm not talking about what's in me. I'm not talking physical or fleshly minded, but what is in me spiritually. Okay, We often are just very mindful of our si- ourselves from the outside, and we think of you know, our physical being or, our, or the knowledge that we have, the experience that we have. But we can intentionally, and you, have, you kind of have to do this on purpose, I think. Sometimes the Lord will interrupt you, You know, and catch off guard and thank God for His mercy when He does that. But for the most part, if we're going to walk in this, we have to be um, God-minded. We have to be um, Holy Spirit-minded. We have to be gifts-minded. We have to be power-conscious. And if you can do that with yourself, it's amazing what opportunities you'll see before you that you wouldn't see if you didn't do that. And, and confidence you'll have in, in, in God using you that you wouldn't have if you didn't uh, make yourself think that way. Because, right. listen, again, if we don't, we naturally gravitate towards, I'm hungry, I'm tired, i got to work, i got to shower, i got to do this. It's just natural stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just natural world. But you, there are limited people, unfortunately, that make a switch in their mind and say... I'm not just a physical being. I am a spiritual being. I mean, I am, I am not only a spiritual being by nature of who God created me to be. I've been born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's who I am when I walk around. I'm not just a dude of a certain age, of a, you know, a certain education, of a certain income. a certain No, I have God living on the inside of me. And, and, and again, most of us probably know that. If you were to ask us, does God live in you? Oh, yeah. Jesus at the center, come on. (laughs) But it's another thing to to live with a conscious awareness of that. How many know whenever you have a challenge or a a struggle or an opposition, if you are God conscious, that thing is not so, so big. If you're just need conscious or sickness conscious or pain aware then any trouble is just too big to handle. But if I think of myself, I am a God-possessed being. I am walking around filled with the creator of the universe who likes me and who wants to walk with me and through me and speak through my lips and move through my hands. You see, kind of the way that we're created, the, the way that we're made up is whatever we give ourselves to, or meditate upon, um, those things become more real to us. I'm not talking something that's not real becoming real. I'm talking about reality, whatever that reality is. When you think about it and intentionally put your mind on it and focus on it, that becomes more real. It works with the study of any subject. If you want to master a subject, if you want to get good in a certain area in life, if you will put your mind on it, and turn off your phone, right, meaning be single-minded and not distracted, and stay with it for, you know, hour, hours at a time, you can really retain a lot of knowledge, and your mind will expand in that area. Anyone can, can do that with different areas of life. That's the way we're created. God made us that way, but the the main purpose is so that we could focus on him. So that we take our mind and our imagination and our focus power and say, I'm going to fill myself with a consciousness of that, that God, I mean, whatever he said, in this case that I'm talking about, that he is with me, that he is in me. You know, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he who is in me than he who's in the world. Greater is he who's where? Out there. God is a great God in heaven. Well, certainly, but the revelation is he's great in me. Yes. The Lord our God in the midst of thee is mighty. I think Zechariah says that. In the midst of us, it's a consciousness that he's in us, that he's with us. And if we could walk around with that running through our, our, our you know, consciousness, where it's just, it's kind of like I, I talk about t- at times background music. You know, sometimes, some of you notice this, you kind of have a song playing in the background. You don't really know it's playing until you stop and think about it. Or you find yourself singing it or humming it, and it's like, hey, where'd that come from? Well, it was just playing. You know, but, but if God is in your background, or foreground, but even when you're working, even when you're eating, even when you're doing other things, there's this, well, he's there. And he's, the more we go there intentionally the more we're prepped to deal with anything in life and ready. We're on call from him. He can speak to us. He can use us. Amen. And and so if we will uh, adjust in that way. One of the ways that I, this this has helped me. I'll just share, share it with you. Uh, one of the things that I've done in the past and, and, and in the present is to um, make myself conscious of his power in me. Not just in a general sense that God is in me, but very specifically his power, you know, that heals, that baptizes people in the Holy Spirit, that sets people free. His power in me, and then not only in me, but specifically in my hands. Yeah. Why specifically in my hands? Because of all the scriptures that tell us to put them on people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And so if that's one of the tools that God ordained that his people uh, use, according to Hebrews uh, chapter 6, it's one of the elementary tools principles of faith okay again elementary school what's that laying on of hands the doctrine of laying on of hands yes. okay it's something all christians should learn about all christians should know well why why should i put my hands on people well god designed it to be like a conduit both a, a con, both a release of faith and a transmission of power You know when the scripture says in Mark chapter 16 verse 18 that believers would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. Well, why? If I'm going to lay my hands on a sick person and the end result is they're going to recover then logic says something is going out of me into them. And and because, because of that I began to educate or remind myself, many years ago, of, of that reality. And so if I knew I was going to lay hands on people, of course, being in ministry, sometimes you know that ahead of time. You know, if you're doing a service is what I'm saying. And uh, so I would just intentionally say, there's power in my hands. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to make something be that's not. I'm just agreeing with him. Amen. I'm just schooling myself, my consciousness to align with the, the reality of God. There's power in my hands, and when I lay hands on people, they recover. When I lay hands on people, power goes out of me and into them. Right. Yes. And, and, and you know, I just said that a couple times, and even just talking about it, I can sense the power of God on me right now. Why? Because it just came on? I don't know, probably no. I just became more conscious of it. But I would do that and sometimes spend time doing that. For example... Um, You know, the word of God says about Jesus in Acts 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And it says that about Jesus and and through a number of other verses, I concluded if that's true about him, that's true about me. So I would say, especially since I know that he's called me and he's called all of us to lay hands on the sick. And he said they'd recover. So I'd say, well, I'm going to be useful to God in that way. And I'm going to be confident and I'm going to have a lot of power flowing through me. So I would go, I would go around saying, and I occasionally do this still. I would say how God anointed Mark of Boise with the Holy Spirit and with power. He goes about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil for God is with him. How God anointed, my, and I'd say it again and repeat it, uh, what, to do what? It's just a form of meditation on God's Word. Right. It's, it's me aligning with reality. Yeah, come on. yeah? Say, could I do that? You could totally do that. I recommend it. Amen. I recommend it at times. You just stop and say, thank you, Lord, your power's in my hands. And whomever I lay them upon, uh, that's sick, they get healed. Yeah. yeah. And power flows through me. Whomever I touch, they get healed. When I initially started doing that more and more, I, I, I upped my expectation. What, what happened was I didn't tell people, you're going to feel something, you're going to fall down. I still don't do that. I don't tell people to fall down. I don't care if you fall down. You know. Uh, but I began to do that. But I would tell people more and more, because I became bolder in that. I would tell people, I'm gonna lay my hands on you, the power of God's gonna go into you and set you free right here, right now. Yes. And I would get, I just get so confident that other people would believe it too. <laughs> <laughs> and what would happen, again, not every time, but, but, uh, but people, all, all of a sudden manifestations would happen yeah. manifestations of healing, manifestations, sometimes people would go, <gasps> they'd feel it. They'd say, I feel that. I feel that. It's like it's all over me now. Why? I don't know, but my meditation on it seemed to help, it, help other people receive a touch from God. And sometimes, again, people fall or shake or do all these kind of things. Not because I'm planting a seed in their mind. I don't tell people to do that. or I just say God's power is going to go into you. Set you free. Get you set free from that problem. Get your body healed. Get your, get your mind straightened out. I think we can all do this. Look, Listen to these verses real quick. I was was thinking about the laying on of hands. You don't have to turn to these. Just get the spirit of it. Deuteronomy 34, 9. Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. How did Joshua, the son of Nun, get full of the spirit of wisdom? Moses laid his hands on him. Yeah. How do some people get so wise? This is one way. Yeah. <laughs> Through the laying on of hands. Amen. Yeah. God did that. He transferred that spirit of wisdom into Joshua that way. Yeah. The Lord has used me at that t- at times in, in similar manner. Now I don't mean that uh, there's just a, a universal principle that someone who's wise can lay their hands on everybody and they'll all become wise. But there are times when you're led of the spirit to do so. And what go, what's in one person will go into another person. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Through what? Through the laying on of hands. Yes. First Timothy 4.14, Paul wrote to him and said, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. How did Timothy get a gift? Yeah. Laying on of hands. The elders of the church, they laid hands on them, and a gift went out of their hands into them how does that work how does a gift go out of your hands these are spiritual in nature but they're very very real acts eight eighteen, when simon saw that through the laying on of the, the apostles hands the holy spirit was given he offered them money you read the whole context but get the, the principle here is the holy spirit was given through the laying on of hands yeah God transfers wisdom, He transfers gifts, He transfers the Holy Spirit, imparts it to people through the laying on of hands. In Acts 13, 13 and verse 3, it says, Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. Okay, that wasn't them saying, get out of here. It was, you read the context, they were sending them off into ministry. This was, this was a laying on of hands for, for separation. Separation into the call of God. God did that, and he, d- he had them lay hands on them to that end. Amen. That's why you see sometimes when we do ordination services and so forth, we lay hands on the, the, the ministers, and gifts are imparted, and different things happen, but they are separated unto that calling. And, of course, uh, well, here's, here's another one. Mark 10, 16, and he, that's Jesus, took them up in his arms, these kids, and laid hands, he uh, laid his hands on them and blessed them. Yeah. Yeah. Laid his hands on them and what? Blessed, blessed them. What, what does the Lord do sometimes well, through the laying on of hands? He blesses people. Right. Yes. Come on. It's a blessing from God. What, in other words, his spirit goes through the one individual onto the other. Say, well, what did you get? Blessed. And that's a general word. That could be a thousand things, but it's not a curse. (laughs) It's a blessing. And sometimes, see, if I know the Lord sometimes just blesses people through the laying on of hands, something's got to be going into them. It's not just my hands are warm or something. Let me bless you. There's power, there's spiritual power that is transmitted. And if I'm going to be used of God, I want to be ready to bless people with the laying on of hands. How can I be ready? Well, what I know that I can do is to be conscious of God in me yes. and be conscious of him flowing out of me. Yes. Sometimes I am more than others without, more than other times without trying. It's just, whoo, there he is, woo. Amen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and other times it's not so much perceived. It's not perceived as much, but I will stir myself up. God is in me. God is in me. Thank you, Lord. When I touch anyone, I'm not just talking about greeting someone where I'm, all, I'm always trying to transmit something. But I'm talking intentionally through prayer or through ministry. Sometimes when people are not thinking about it, I will. What do you, what do you mean? Consciously release God into them? Just in, on purpose? Some of you know this is real. I'm sure some of you guys know this is real. Sometimes when you're, you're speaking, it's like something's going out. Sometimes you want to, you know, like if your hand's wet. If your hand were wet and you could just fling it on people. It feels that way. It feels that way with, with power. It's like I'm just going to get some power on people. <laughs> Amen. So what kind of result are you looking for? I don't know. Blessing? I know I was in uh, one of those meetings with uh, Brother Hagen years ago, and, and I was, well, Amy and I were both there. We were sitting up on the platform um, in the meeting at Ramah because the place was really jam-packed, and they'd sit people on the platform to get more seats. And we were sitting in this section that used to be the orchestra pit. And, and, and it was packed. We're sitting in row to row. We're kind of right in the middle of it. And at one point, uh, he he walks over towards our section, and he kind of just kind of just goes like this. And what happened was, everyone to my left fell back into their chair. Everyone to my right did not. I was on the line, <laughs> and literally, I went. I don't mean I tried to do it. I mean I felt the power of God hit half of my body. It was that real. I thought, "Woo!" And I thought, these you know, people, people wonder if these invisible things are real. They're so real. They're so much more real than physical. And sometimes you experience them experience them in the physical realm. Hey, Amen. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's, it's like someone who has fear. What is that? Well, that's belief in something they can't see. And it can totally ruin their life. Fear will kill you. You know, and faith in God, it's belief or faith in a promise of God. It's believing in something you can't see, but your belief in its reality will heal your body, provide your needs, restore your joy, give you wisdom, Come on. And, and believing these things creates a reality in your life. When we say we have, uh, we're believing in this power, that's, it is just as real. You know, Paul made that statement about his own self in preaching to the Corinthians when he said, I came to you not with the wisdom of men, um, but with the power of God. He came to you preaching, and I'm hacking this a little bit, in demonstration of the spirit and of power. He went on to say, it's 1 Corinthians 2. He said, so that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Did you hear that language? Your faith would be in the power of God. So I have faith in God. Great. I do too. That You should have faith in God. I have faith in his love. Good. That's a good one. I have faith in his blood. That's good. 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 Here's something else. You should have faith in his power. Faith in the power of God. What do you mean? His power towards you, his power through you. On, I mean, if you have need of of, of of a of a miraculous work of God in your life or your body or your your some arena, then believe in it towards you, maybe through someone else. Maybe straight from heaven. But also have faith in God's power flowing through you. Amen. Come on. You can do that. Yeah. Here's how. Say, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I've got the God of the universe, living big on the inside of me. And whenever I walk, He walks. And whenever I speak, He speaks. And wherever I go, He goes. He's always with me. He never leaves me alone. And no matter what comes my way, I'm ready. I'm up to the task. I can handle it. No demon from hell is going to mess with you because you are dangerous. Yeah. Why? Because you're conscious of God. Yeah. You, you believe reality. Come on. You believe what's true. You believe what's real. And your faith in that reality will make you usable to him. Amen. 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 I believe what God is doing in the last days is is something bigger than than him just doing the works of Jesus, miracles and things through fivefold ministers. But that God, would want, that God wants to use all people in his kingdom, yes. right. all parts of the family to do things. I remember uh, our friend uh, Joe Morris telling of a vision that he had many years ago. And, uh, and he, had, he had this vision, and in the, in the vision, and hopefully I can get the, the most of it correct because it's been a while since I've heard him tell it but he saw in this vision a like a television show and in the television sh- like an interview type of television show and they were interviewing a secular type of program a christian minister and really you know trying to trick him a little bit or put him on the spot discredit that kind of thing and and one of the ways they did that they they, they brought someone there in a wheelchair and they were putting him, they wanted to put him on the spot to get that person healed. Said, you know, if this is real, if all you, you preach and all you say is real, raise that person up from their wheelchair. And he said, before the minister could act and go to pray for and minister to this person in the wheelchair, he said, some, someone else jumped up from, I think maybe the audience. That was just an average Christian. They weren't a pastor, you know, prophet, evangelist. They were just a a believer. They went over to him and pulled that person out of the chair and they got healed. This was the Lord showing him in a vision, basically bringing a revelation that he wants to use the average Christian to do great works. And they wouldn't just be limited to the superstar. You know, or to the one who's up front. Now, ministers have a responsibility, we do, to to demonstrate, to teach, to guide, you know, to do these things. It's not like uh, I'm saying, I'm a pastor, and whether anything happens, it's up to you. And I don't have anything. No, I, I need to lead the way. I need to be an example in this. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the, the will of God, the plan of God, is that all of His people be mightily used of Him. Yes. So, if you get, ever get, find yourself getting caught up with, I don't know if I'm called, or I don't know if I have that gift, B- get that out of your mind. Because everyone, one, everyone's called on some level, but in order to be used of God, you're not going to be a pastor if you're not called to be a pastor, but I'm talking about being used of God to bless, to transfer healing, wisdom, life, those kind of things. All you have to do is, is carry a consciousness of Him. Faith in his power in you that it'll go into people. If you're a parent and you have kids, you better believe this. Why? Because then, when they get the sniffles or they come up injured from a bike wreck or something, they need mom and dad to have faith. They need someone in their house that believes in the power. Who better than mom and dad who've been saying, who've been walking around saying, How God has anointed Bob of Boise. Or what, With the Holy Ghost and with power. And he goes around healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with him. Amen. And then, little, then Junior comes in, Daddy, Daddy, it hurts. <laughs> well, let's just take care of that right now then. I'm going to put my hands on you and God's power is going to go into you. Amen. Why can't you do that? Right. Why can't every single one of us do that? We certainly can. And ought to. Amen. Amen. God is good. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Let there be a consciousness in us. Let there be a stirring. So, how do I know? How do I know I really have that power in me? Well. You know, different verses. First Corinthians one twenty-two says we've been anointed. Anointed typically in the Bible it's a verb; it means you're something. There's only one time in 1 John two it seems to be a noun, and then it's just talking about the Spirit on us. But you've been anointed with power, anointed with with the Spirit of God. Uh, in Acts chapter one and verse eight. Jesus said, but you shall receive, talking to his disciples and by extension us, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be witnesses to me. He wants us to bear witness to his life, to his resurrection, to, his, uh, 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 to him being the Savior, everything that he is. So how does he do that? He puts power on his people. Sometimes we think the power is there just to speak in tongues. And no, that's just, that's just kind of a, that's part of it. But the power is there to be a witness. The power is there so that when we run into people, we say, you know, uh, I'm not a doctor. Or maybe you are, but I'm not. Well, kind of. <laughs> not that kind. Uh, I, I'm not whatever. I'm not some, but what I, such as I have, I give you. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk such as I have. Do you have something? Come on. on. Yes, you do. You have something. What we need to do is stir ourselves up in regards to it. Stir ourselves up in regards to what we have. Then the power will flow through us. Amen, amen, amen. Now, if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, I would say do that first, meaning you're saved, but you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, You mean you don't speak in tongues. You should get that. That's total, you know, like that's available to everybody. I mean, like everyone can do that. So you might as well. You ever been to a place where they were, you know, you were staying somewhere and they had like free something? Free ice cream or, or whatever. Or, or just even there's water bottles and hey, yeah, anyone who wants one, he thought, I don't know if I want one, but they're free. I'm just going to take one. Because <laughs> I might want this later, so I'll go ahead and grab one. Right? I mean, I would do that, I think. <laughs> when it comes to the, the Holy Spirit, someone says, well, I don't really know if I need that because I'm already saved and going to heaven. Yeah, but it's free. <laughs> you might as well just get that while you're here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so you get filled with the Spirit, and, there, and from there, you change your meditations. You, you focus on this. Listen. There is nothing too big or no problem too large or no, nothing negative that you've experienced that even measures up to the power of God in the slightest. That's right. That's right. The moment we start thinking our problem is too big for this or this doesn't, you know, I can't relate to this, shut up. If you have, <laughs> if you have any trouble whatsoever, you need the power of God. Yeah. It's the answer. Yes. It'll set you free. And, and to think we're all carriers of this. And We sneak around through town. People don't even know it because we look like normal people. <laughs> we go into the, we go to the, we go to work. We're carrying this power inside of us. You go to the gym, and it's like there, where it's in your hands. You don't always feel it, but you know it's there. And it's just there. It's wherever you go. People come over. Do they know? They just walked into your house, and do they know what you have? When you know you have it, the devil knows you have it. The the, the devil is not afraid of Christians who don't know what they have. Or who kind of know theoretically but aren't conscious of it. But when we know what we have, and we we intentionally think about it. You go to bed, thank you, Lord, I'm going to sleep. Your life is in me. You wake up in the morning. Now, I'm not saying I do this every day. Sometimes I'm groggy, but when I think of it, I do. I'm like, oh, yeah, the life of God is in me. Praise God. You know, there's the, the famous account of uh, John G. Lake. He was, a, he was a minister who had a ministry in Spokane. And what was it? They had like 100,000 registered healings, something like that. He became so conscious of the life of God in him not just that he's physically alive, the life of God. You know, Romans 8 says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The life of God. And there's the, fam- the famous story, you've probably heard it, of when the, the plague, was this uh, bubonic plague was going around and killing people right and left. And, and, and he, said, he said to them, as he's in the laboratory, and, uh, and he said to them, if you'll put that, either on a slide or on his hand or something and, and put it under a microscope. Watch what happens. They thought he was signing his death sentence there because he's going to get infected with that, with that plague that was killing people. And they did it. And they put that microscope on it. And they watched the disease die as, as a result of his touch. It died. though. What, what, what is up with that? Say, isn't that special how God used him? It wasn't that. It was him being so conscious of God's life that it emanated from his being. It emanated from his, from his hands. And it just killed disease. That's why it's one of the reasons he was so effective in helping other people get healed. He was so full of life himself. And so he'd lay hands on people and diseases would die praise God amen all right that's good Uh, let's uh, you got a minute if if there are those that want to be baptized in the spirit tonight we should because I talked about this I wouldn't want to leave you without Uh, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit meaning you're already saved Jesus is your Lord but you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, according to Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, which says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, then you should receive the Holy Spirit tonight. Get baptized in the Spirit. Amen? Let's uh, do that. Praise God. So, uh, by show of hands, how many say, I want to be baptized in the Spirit tonight? Lift up your hands. Okay, one here and one there, and one there, and, and just a few, just a few, and another one back here, good, 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 I, amen, all right, good, good, bless you, good, good, want to make sure everybody gets this that wants to get this, amen, and we're going to test you on the way out, everyone has to speak in tongues before you leave, because <laughs> I... You know, we don't have such a great service like this with all people getting set free and healed and then the Lord helping me to share all these things and then you not yield to it. That's just totally wrong. <laughs> Praise God. So uh, could, we do, could we do this? Let's all, oh, I keep forgetting my stage is broke. Um, could, let's all stand and we'll have those who want to be uh, baptized in the Spirit come right on over here. If you would, just come out, out right over here. Pastor Bill, help me uh, get them baptized in the Spirit. Uh, come right on over here, and uh, good. Yeah, you don't have to step all the way to the line. Give us some breathing room. No, I said you, they don't. They don't have to. They, they don't have to come all the way to the line. Good, good. All right, yeah. Just come right on over here. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Come on over. Just okay. Oh, there's more than I, than our I hands. I, oh, you're just. You're just in support there, in case she falls out. In case we trip you or something. Good, good. Okay, everybody here that wants to be. All right, let me get up. Let me get up here so I can talk. If I get too close here, to I can only see one of you at once. Um, here, we're gonna we're, we'll pray. Here's, here's how we're gonna do it. Uh, I'm going to lead you guys in a prayer, kind of like we would do with salvation. Say it after me. And it's a prayer to receive the Holy Spirit. Okay? Uh, The way way it says it in the Scripture, uh, what I just quoted, it's Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. It says, They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So not half of them, not just a few of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with tongues, as the Spirit gave the mutterings. The tongues just means languages, but it's languages you don't know, all right? So it does in other words, you're not gonna think about it. It's not coming from your head. It's coming out of your spirit, which is, just, which is about to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So when we pray, we'll lead you in a prayer, and Pastor Bill and I, will just, we'll just walk by and, and lay our hands on you, on your shoulder or on your head, and, and you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit at that very moment, and you'll respond to that by beginning to speak, all right? And uh, you're not going to analyze what you're saying because your head is unfruitful. Your mind is unfruitful is what the scripture says, meaning it doesn't understand the language you're speaking. It's coming straight out of you. We'll begin to pray in the Spirit, so will the rest of the church. And so you'll just be able to be totally relaxed. If anyone's nervous, just breathe out. Just rest because this is a gift from God. And he's about to come on you in a very powerful way. And you're just going to respond with the language. Okay? So, again, in the scripture it says they were all filled and they all began. What does that mean? Beginning is not the same as ending. Beginning is not the whole thing. All we're doing is going to yield ourselves by beginning to speak with other tongues. It's like I say, if, I, if, I say, if I say to you... Um, Okay, repeat after me. I am, why don't you do this with me? Say, I am, I am. In, Idaho. in Idaho. Okay, did I make you say that? I didn't make you. I mean, you had to volunteer. To, to, I just gave you the words. And, and, and when, when we're filled with the Spirit, it kind of works the same way. He didn't make us. He doesn't make us do anything. He just gives us the unction, the words from the inside. Praise God. You guys ready? All right. So let's do this. Uh, I'll lead you in a prayer. Now, is everybody saved? Jesus, your Lord. Saved. 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 All right. I probably said that in a way where if you thought, I'm not, I would never say it right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We'll cover that in the prayer real quick. All right? Praise God. Let's do this. Let's we're making room for one more. Okay, very good. Let's, let's do this together. Let's pray it out loud. Say, say Dear Father, Dear Father thank, you thank you for sending Jesus. He is my Lord. He is my, he is my Savior. Is my, Savior. My, my, sins Savior. my sins have been washed away. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus You promised, you promised that, I, that, we that we could receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit from, the from the Father if we would ask. So I ask now to be filled with, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I will speak with tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. I receive Him now in Jesus' name. Amen.